Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is your alternative talk station, KKNW Seattle. Welcome to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. We are coming to you live to bring you stories of people like you and me who are busting through to their unlimited possibilities. Right about now, you may be asking, what is crust? Crust is what keeps you stuck. It is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Keeps you stuck. Not today. This is the crust-free zone. That's right. Right here, right now. Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Pat Basile, and yes, you are listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me and fabulous producer. Oh, thanks. Benny Mathers. Woohoo! Yes, indeed. And our amazing Linda. And amazing the Linda. The phone girl. Amazing <laughs> Linda. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Where's what? Gina? What? What do you mean, where's Gina? We should have Gina because I think Gina knows how to sing that song way better than I do. Anyway, it is Friday, 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 and we are going to pick our angel card right now. And what happens once we pick this angel card, then um, I ask a question, some question regarding the angel cards that have been picked this week. And what we do with that is uh, we give out the telephone number, or you can reach us at uh, live at crustbusting.com and uh, answer the question. Yep. We sure do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so, that I'm really excited. I'm just busily working out of the old last show we had that was a huge lineup for us. So huge, huge lineup. Huge. So we're ready to go. We ready. And should we give out the phone number now? Yes, I think we should. Our local number is 425-373-5527. And then, of course, we have a toll-free number west of the Cascades, which is everyone's favorite, one triple eight two nine eight Five five six nine. Again, okay. those numbers are four two five three seven three five five two seven for the local number, and the one eight hundred number is one triple eight two nine eight five five six nine. Toll free, of course. Mm-hmm. And our card for the day is courage. That's a good one. Oh boy, it is. It is definitely calling to me, Benny. Mm-hmm. It's calling to me. It's got me. All right. All right. Face what is in front of you squarely and fearlessly. Discover the truth held in your heart and act on it. One more time. Courage Mm -hmm. for Friday's angel card. Face what is in you. Excuse me. Face what is in front of you Mm -hmm. squarely and fearlessly. Discover the truth held in your heart and act on it. What does that mean? I'm blown away. Huh? Uh, you got anything like looking at you in your face, Benny? I got you every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day. Okay, what haven't we done today? <gasps> you know what's going on we in here? We haven't touched fingers. Yeah, tell everybody what happened Think. here. What do you mean? Little touch happened? finger. What's oh, missing? What's missing? Our little spit glass. It really shifts the, the energy in here, the, though. I love that. Is it really? That. Is it throwing you off? Why do we have that plexiglass we thing We actually up took here? it down because we had a, a filming crew in the last two hours, and they were interviewing uh, Scott, Subak, Scott Sulak excuse mm-hmm. me, and his hypnotist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing some videotaping in the studio, so we had to kind of take off all the other stuff that was kind of in their way. So mm-hmm. I can put it back up if you'd like. I don't. I don't okay. like. No, I love this. And, you know, because we have Jeanette Niden here with us today, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about negotiation. We don't want anything in our way. Yeah. Are you yeah, taking the clear. courage to step forward and, and say that? Yes. Okay. I'm taking the courage to step forward okay. and say that. All right. Here's what we're doing. Today is Friday, and you know we open up the phone lines. And also, as soon as I can log on to the computer, um, live at crustbusting.com. And what we're going to do right now is, you know, we, we have a question for you. Right. And it goes like this. And it's related to an angel card that we've pulled this week. What is the one single most thing that most companies and organizations say that they have? The single most thing that most companies, organizations, and, and individuals, I think, too, say that they have. But a lot of but a lot of times, but a lot of times, having a hard time living up to. Oh, I don't know no more. No, no way. I got. I got. It's back. It's back. Okay. I, I got to. So, what's the one thing can't that, that organizations say that they have? That's a good question. Yeah. 
Yeah, Four, two, it five. actually actually oh. scores as the number one thing on the list of uh, things organizations and uh, employees. Really? really? Yeah. It's, it's actually, I think it's, uh, I think it made the list of the number one value. Hey. It's on the hit parade. It's on the hit parade. Yeah. And it's the one that if you violate it, you actually lose everybody's trust. Hmm. Yep. That's the one. Far out. I think we have a caller. Yeah. And we're going to have Linda take down the information real fast and we'll busily just jab away at the mic. I'm trying to log we're on, jabbing, Benny. And you're trying to log on to the computer? Right. And now what Are you happens some is- crust around that? Jeanette's here. So what happens when we do this <laughs> is that- Can you tell folks, we're stalling? Folks get <laughs> to call tell? in and then they answer the question and then they receive each week a deck of angel cards. Or, uh, or the book, or, you know, sometimes we have people calling in. Like now we have a couple callers calling in at the same time. Mm-hmm. So Linda will answer the phone. And if they call in at the same time, what happens with that is that they, they both get. And I want to say this. We have a new partnership with the folks that produce these angel cards. Really? Yes. I call them and I told them about what we're doing. And I believe we will get the, Maybe you can help me negotiate this better today, Jeanette, <laughs> because I actually was calling hoping they would like donate them free, but I think we're going to get them for wholesale. So who do we have? We, I believe, is it Madeline? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you today? Great, thanks. How are you guys doing? Great. Oh, awesome. So do you have an answer to our question? Well, I'm a new listener, but I'm going to take a guess on integrity. <gasps> oh my gosh. How did, did you not hear the show when that card was picked? No. Oh, very good. Time I'm listening. She read me. She read That's me. That's it. Well, don't you think it is? Now, let me ask you a question around this. Sure. Uh, was I correct in what organizations say about that? Well, that's how I got the answer because, yeah, it made so much sense to me. How do you think organizations do in upholding that uh, that particular uh, statement? Weak. I think it's weak. Mm-hmm. I think they're all opting for it, but, you know, sometimes their actions don't match up. Why do you think that is? You know, I'm an organizational consultant, and I really have baffled this for like 30 years. Maybe you can help me out here. Yeah, you know, I wish I had an answer for you. I just, uh, I don't know. It's it's difficult to walk your talk sometimes. Well, you know, that's what it is. It's like say what you're going to do and then do it. If you're not going to do it, then don't say it. Well, I'm with you, sister. All righty then. <laughs> and, and, of course, stand for, stand up for what you believe in. Absolutely. Because that is the, the first line of integrity. Living in you know, in integrity. Doesn't that yeah. take courage? Absolutely. And in your truth. Yep. Yes, it does. Well, thank you so much for being first-time listener today. And if you yeah. want to find out a little bit more on how to, you know, do some serious negotiating, Jeanette Ninen is going to help me with that. Maybe she could tell me on what I should have said regarding the angel card deal. Nah. And, uh, you know, have a great day. Stay on the line. And, you know, this uh, Linda, amazing Linda, will take some information. Now, do you want the cards? Uh, probably you want the cards as opposed to the book, right? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. You've got a deck. I I didn't know I got a prize for this. Yes, you do. You get a deck of angel cards. Great. Thank you. So that you can do crust busting with the angels each day, every day, beginning this day. That's right. Stay on the line. Thank you for calling. All right. We had another caller. Unfortunately, Carrie dropped, so maybe... Carrie, where are you? I know. She's probably listening, but she can call back. You can call back, Carrie, because you guys, both of you all uh, called in at the same time, Mm -hmm. and so we honor that. Must have been that cell phone. Out of range, just slightly. That happened to me yesterday. Uh-oh. Mm, I was kind of glad, actually, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carrie, if you call back, we're here for you. Uh, or you can send me an email at live at crestbusting.com, and uh, we'll talk to you on that. We'd love to hear from you anyway regarding integrity, because I want to talk to uh, Jeanette about integrity. I so, really do. Oh, well, that's really why we do. got her here. I mean, the whole negotiating <laughs> thing. That is one of the... Must be. Must be. Well, when, when, you, hear, when you hear what I'm going to say about her, you'll know why she's here. Take care. We'll be right back. We're going for a short break. You're listening to Crest Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat. And producer Benny Mathers. We'll be right back. Now, wait a minute. Wait. Un momento, por favor. Un momento, por favor. George Michael? See. Si. Okay, is George back? I think he is. <gasps> Let's get him. <laughs> Let's try to bring him on. That's Linda's fave. Are you serious? Yes. That is one oh, of Linda's I didn't even faves. know. She is like, look at her. Look at Linda. She's like, oh my gosh. 
She's got Google eyes. She's got Google eyes. Oh, she totally loves George <laughs> Michaels. It's just the you know that and what did Barry Manilow I think. Anyway, you are listening to Crustbusting Your Way. I love Barry. <laughs> Crustbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Papasilli. And today, I am honored to have uh, with me on the show Jeanette Nyden, who is the founder and CEO of Sound Resolutions Inc. And now, this is one of Puget Sound's leading experts on negotiation. As a matter of fact, you know, I've ta- I've talked to a number of people this week, and I said, you know, I'm really going to learn some negotiating tips from someone on the show. And they said, who? I said, Jeanette Nyden. They said, really? I said, yes. And I was like, wow, this is really a gift having you here, Jeanette. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you did a talk yesterday at the Women's Business Exchange. Yes, 130 women and a few men mm-hmm. were all there to hear my talk about negotiation strategies. And there are three that I talked about, setting goals mm-hmm. and knowing your interests and doing some research. I don't know if I'm going to get all of my questions out in, in this hour, but I'm going to really start. You okay. know, let me, let's just, you and I were just talking during break because the word integrity came up. Yes. And I, so often, you know, you say the word negotiation and it's like, oh, you know, it's like a used car salesperson or something. That's exactly what happens. People think that negotiation is limited to the used car salesman scenario and it's not it's so much more than that but integrity is an interesting topic in negotiation because people are inherently competitive in the negotiation phase of a relationship if you're mm-hmm. negotiating something you tend to be competitive about it yes. and so the integrity comes to play because people want to bluff mm. and it can damage the relationship when you bluff and what does bluff, that look like I, I don't mind being sort of like the yeah. person what does a bluff look like a bluff is something that's untrue, but the person who's being told to can't oh. really check it out. Mm-hmm. It's a fact that you're not really sure about. So I'm self-employed. You have no idea how much I make, and I'm negotiating something with you. And okay. I might say, yeah, I earned $60,000 this year. Okay. You have no way of verifying whether I did, in fact, earn that. But that's somehow relevant to the negotiation. <gasps> right. And so you have no way of checking it out, and I could be bluffing. I could have made 100000 I could have made ten. You have no idea, and that's a bluff. Well, let me give you an example because this just happened to me. This is, this is really, I didn't understand what it was called like a bluff. Mm-hmm. Actually, someone said to me that I was bluffing. Really? But I didn't understand it. And actually, it was a fact. Here's the deal. I have another show. It's called Voice America. And Voice America is on the largest uh, internet talk radio network in the world. And that is a fact. Um, and, you know, so the conversation was like, yeah, right. <laughs> and then I said, and I have one of the most popular shows. On Voice America. Well, they said, prove it. You know, that, how do you, what are you talking about? You have the one of, what, you know, you know, you just like, this is like a, actually the analogy was, this is so funny. The analogy was, wow, this is like a poker game and you're bluffing. Yes. Isn't that funny? Yes. That's exactly the concept in negotiation is that you put on your poker face and you're going to bluff through it and people may not know. The problem is, is if the fact is uncovered to be untrue, you've lost your credibility well, and the integrity is damaged. I don't do that, though. I mean, I, you right. know, for me, if you go to voiceamerica.com, right on the home page, it says these are the most popular shows. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, that's what I did. But you know what happened, though? I didn't want to do this with this person anymore. Yeah. You know what? I, it was like. It damaged the relationship. Well, because I wasn't bluffing. I right. mean, generally, when I show up, it's like you get it all. <laughs> it's like the real deal. Yeah. And, you know, people actually tell me I have to learn how to be so not real. And I'm not I don't even know what that means. Um, I just am showing up like me. But I felt, you know, after that relationship, the person actually went to the site and was like, yeah, and then came back. And I was like, you know what? Here's the other end of the dynamic. Maybe you have a term for this was like. Wow, you know, I really want to talk to you. And I was like, you know what? I'm not sure we're a match. Yeah. I got like five emails, the phone. You know, I'd really like to talk to you about sponsorship. And I said, well, I don't think we're, are you really going to turn my money away? And I said, well, I don't think we're, (laughs) like, what happened there? (laughs) If I want to look at it just strictly in a negotiation framework, what happened is, is you walked away and it made them more interested. And so they were just courting you because you had walked away from the table. You had picked up your chips and walked away. We still use the poker analogy. Uh 
And a lot of times people walk away and they're bluffing again. Oh. They're not really being serious. Mm. And so they put the other person puts the money on the table and then you come back. The problem was is he didn't realize he was dealing with someone who had quite a bit of integrity and that you weren't going to come back to the table. You weren't using that as a tactic to get his or her attention. Absolutely. No. I mean, you know, I I come right out there and I say, you know, we're taking this message. Our goal by the way, is to reach a million people this year mm. and to do it in any any way that we can. What that means is we've touched the hearts, you know, uh, of a million people in some way through the concept of crust busting and through my guests like you, uh, having you on here. And we do that. And radio is one aspect of crust busting. So I'm not, you know, crust busting is on the radio, but, you know, we're rolling out so many things I'm going to talk about today. But part of this is a bigger picture. So we, we want to do this. In order to be on the radio, you know, there's a funding aspect of it involved. And I'm really, I'm probably very open about that because, you know, I, I believe this show is a value and I believe that we're changing people's lives one thought at a time. And so I'm pretty much open about that. However, I'm finding when I come to the, to the table to talk with folks about that, you know, this poker thing, it's like you've showed your cards too soon. What does that mean? Well, it means that you've revealed too much in the other person's eyes. The basic philosophy behind a collaborative negotiation, which is what you're trying to do by bringing people to the table and work some kind of a partnership or sponsorship out, is you want to find out what interests do you bring to the table that need to be met? What interests does the other person have at the table that need to be met? And how can you start to meet them? And the other thing you're also kind of keeping your ears open for is how Am I not going to get an interest met? How do we have some kind of competing interests? Mm. So how is it possibly not going to get met? And and so you've constantly got to weigh, is this person going to be able to meet my needs? Am I going to be able to meet their needs? Mm -hmm. Or are we somehow competitors? Are we somehow mismatched, et cetera, et cetera? That's where the analogy of cards comes to play. Not that you need to not show your cards but you need to listen very carefully to what's being played. And you may choose to play them at different times. I see. So you still want to reveal them, but it may be more appropriate another time. Yeah, I so get the whole poker thing because I started playing poker at like eight years old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in Joe, Maggi- Joe Maggio's garage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a poker player, but I am a card player. Well, tell me a little bit about you. I, this is a question I ask each and every one of my guests. We kind of got ahead of this. I'm just so excited to have you here. Um I asked this question, you know, here you and I were talking as if we've known each other a hundred years and as if we've been doing this a hundred years. And I, and I, and for our listeners, what I like to talk about is how did we get here? I mean, what are some of the challenges? Have you always known that you were going to be this leading person in the field of negotiation? How did this happen? No way. (laughs) I fell into it. Literally. No, who I am. I'm an attorney and by training and I went through that really rigid field of of being an attorney and it's really conservative and it's very hierarchical and and it's also very evaluative you know mm-hmm. what are your credentials where did you go to school were you mm-hmm. on law journal you know that sort of thing did you clerk for a judge and um, I wow. was a litigator for 10 years so I fought in the courtrooms and I was in Chicago I was living there my husband and I uh, were both in firms in Chicago and we were going to buy property out here in Seattle we used to come and visit quite often not quite often I shouldn't say that maybe once or twice and uh just decided we were going to buy our property and retire out here. And we said, no, we came out here for the third time to look at a piece of property. We're going to put an offer on it. And my husband turned to me and he said, we're going to move out here. And we went back to Chicago and we put in our notice and we got licensed in Washington and we didn't have any jobs. And Mm. we sold our condo where we followed the moving truck out here Mm -hmm. and we arrived and we bought uh, a house and got a job and settled. And I went back to practicing law and I just couldn't do it. And I was telling the story this morning I was really anxious about having to practice law, and I was getting more and more anxious as it looked like I was going to get hired. (laughs) (laughs) When a partner started looking like he might be interested, I really freaked out. I thought, no, I can't do this anymore, Mm -hmm. and I stopped practicing law. And simultaneously, I was getting my mediation training because I really wanted to bring mediation to the table and empower people to solve their own problems. So I started volunteering to do mediation King County and Pierce County Dispute Resolution Centers. And I realized what I was doing was coaching people in negotiation. Wow. I would take them off to the side and into a caucus and I'd put them in a room and I'd coach these mm. people in small claims court, parenting, 
property settlement divisions for uh, family divorce matters, mm. etc. And I was coaching them and I was telling them, this is what to expect. This is what you need to do. So this is this is what your bartering trips need to be. This is what your interest is. Tell her this is what your interest is and meet her interest over here on this. And, and I was getting people to agree. And people were paying attention that I knew how to do that. So I asked to be trained a training person at the King County Dispute Resolution Center to train conciliators on the negotiation part of the phase. And it's just snowballed. I would never, ever have picked <laughs> this in a million years. Maybe professional knitter, but not, <laughs> but not negotiation expert. And it, it actually was uncomfortable the first time someone said that to me. Mm. I thought, no, I'm not an expert in it. But I am. I know a heck of a lot more. And I've been in so many of them that mm-hmm. I understand them inherently. And it's very comfortable. It's a very comfortable place for me to be in a negotiation. So I was asked to speak, and eventually I, I started charging people for it. This is wonderful. You you know, you're actually, I wish, I wish our listening audience were here right now uh, to see this or to feel the energy because you're very, very comfortable for me to talk with about a topic which I really didn't think I would talk about that's actually quite personal to me. Uh, and you're very comfortable to talk to about this. I Thank mean, you. you know, and, and I must be co- like coachable too. <laughs> <laughs> you probably are. <laughs> you know, let me ask you, you this question. I love that story. Um, actually, you're the second attorney I've had on the show this week. Uh, and I've always wanted to be an attorney, you know, even growing up, but, but I left that, you know, I left that wanting to be thing when I left wanting to be a nun too. Those two things <laughs> I left behind. I don't know the relationship, but you know, I just, I'm not going to do that. Um, the thing that comes up a lot in, in, in Washington state these days, we have a lot of people looking for jobs. Yes. We yes. really do. Yes. And, you know, I find myself coaching some of my friends around how to go about, you know, the interview and what to say and, how to inter- you know how do you do that and we've had several people this week call up and say you know I'm out looking for a job and and you know it's really hard for people to even get the courage to step up to the table yes so do you help folks with that you know, what I can do is help people who want to negotiate their salary. That's so the hardest part. That's the hardest part. So if it's a position that doesn't have a fixed salary, if you're not going into a position where you're told this is eight fifty an hour, this is $45,000 a year, period, end of discussion, then yes, I can help people figure out a way how to negotiate their salary. And let me tell you this story. I think you're going to absolutely love All it. Right. It comes from Women Don't Ask. Okay. Negotiation and the Gender Divide, written mm-hmm. by Sarah Lescheever and Linda Babcock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a university press book. It's pretty academic, and they have this yes. amazing statistic in there that a woman goes into a negotiation, and her bottom line is $50,000 a year salary. That's her bottom line. Now, I've been at enough seminars with women who raise their hand and tell me, the first thing you need to know is your bottom line, and that's false. That's the last thing you need to know because women start from their bottom line and then they negotiate down to their resentful zone. Michael and Valterra, who talks about under earning and has a new book about um, earning what you're worth. She talked about the resentful zone and I totally connected with that when she was um, giving her presentation and I decided Mm. to adopt it with credit. But you do, you start at your, your bottom line and you negotiate down into your resentful zone. So you start feeling resentful for what you've given away because you haven't gotten a benefit for the bargain. But this is what this book talks about. So you start at $50,000 the bottom line, then you add 30%. Now, a lot of women are starting to freak out at 30%, $65,000, and a woman starts saying, I think I should earn $65,000. And human resources starts negotiating back down, and the woman starts taking steps back from $65,000 all the way down to $55,000. Now, she looks generous. She's given up 20% of what she was asking for from her bottom line, and she's 10% ahead of her bottom line. And you know what $5,000 difference is? It's the difference between a male starting salary and a female starting salary when the credentials are identical. No kidding. And it's $450,000 over the course of an entire career, provided you don't take breaks away from the career or do what I did and just leave it. $450,000. Because what happens wow. is, is you get raises based on what you started from. Mm-hmm. You get cost That's of right. living increases based on what you started from. You get promotions based right. on where you're at. And if you start the game $5,000 ahead, you end up 
that much further ahead in the long run. You don't start with your bottom line. You figure out what you want and you negotiate back and you leave plenty of cushion room between your bottom line and what you'd like to receive. This is great. What I'd like to do is take a short break right now and open up the lines because I know there are folks out there negotiating homes, negotiating jobs, negotiating relationships. Absolutely. You know, like... Settle, I, I don't know, is the word settlement or agreements, agreements I guess, yeah. agreements, you know, negotiating all sorts of things. And uh, what, a, what a great resource to have here. We have with us Jeanette Niden today, and we're going to open up the lines, Benny, for questions, comments. And if you need some tips, we're here for you. And the lines, the numbers are 425-373-5527, and then a toll-free local number west of the Cascades, one 888 2985569. So call us or send me an email at live at crustbusting.com. You know, and uh, I, I have something I want to talk. Marlene, if you're out there listening, there's a negotiation aspect to sitting down with a doctoral committee, too, isn't there? I sure, I'm sure there is. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. Set your monkey free. Oh, my God. Negotiate. Get that monkey off your back. And you know what? That's what it feels like sometimes. I was just, we're here. You're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life (laughs) with me, Dr. Papasilli. And I am so pleased to have uh, with me on the show today, Jeanette Knight. And and she is the founder and CEO of Sound Resolutions. Before we continue this, please let us know, uh, let our listening audience know how they can find out more about you, about what you do, and, and go to your website and phone numbers and all of that. I have a fabulous website because I'm just passionate about my website designer. I think she's incredible. So she's developed a great website. It's at www.soundresolutions.net. And it's got uh, resources and it's got some downloads that are free. And it also has information about some upcoming training seminars that I have open to the public. Wow. When are they? April 2nd at the Women's University Club. Mm-hmm. And then June 4th, August 6th, and October 22nd, I believe. Okay. So we can get on the website. And yes. I've been there. All right. So I have a question for okay. you about the website. When I, when I first go to the website, there's a background, almost a watermark picture. Yes. What is that? That's a Northwestern sun. Oh, it's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. It's really great. Okay. Phone numbers again. Let's give out sure. the phone numbers again. 425-373-5527 is the local number. And we have a toll-free number, one 298 5569 I wanted to ask you about something that, you know, as I've been preparing for this, there were a lot of things I thought about in terms of negotiation and some things I've overlooked. And, and talking to a couple of friends, um, they said, you know, it's even hard sometimes for me to negotiate with my husband. Yes. Around like doing the dishes. Yes. Actually, one person told me, I, "How do I negotiate with my husband to like put the toilet seat thing down?" And, you know, it's an interesting conversation because I never thought about it as negotiating. It's so much like the people in our lives. It's like, okay, would you just do that? But maybe it's not. No, it's not. Because, okay, would you just do that as a position? And it's not really what your interest is, right? Nope. I mean, is your interest to have him take out the garbage or is his interest to have him help you around the house? And that's where you have to figure it out. (gasps) Oh. Right? Because if your interest is to have him help you around the house, then he might want to negotiate what he wants to do around the house, and you might have to negotiate that. He may not want to take out the garbage, but he may be willing to vacuum. He might be willing to do the dishes. He might be willing to do the cooking. Oh, I'm so there. I'll take out the garbage in exchange any day for dishes and vacuuming. 
No really? kidding. I am so there. I, I will, hate dishes. I will not only take out the garbage, but I'll go out there and stand the garbage back up when they throw that thing back out there. I don't care how cold it is or how wet it is. You'll jump I'm in the so back de- of the truck. I'll huh? get my neighbor's garbage, too. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. The vacuum. I even hide the vacuum. <laughs> But Don't I think that's the problem. That. People just make a position. They just state their position. My position is, is you're going to do this tomorrow. You're going to pay the bills. You're going to take out the garbage. You're going to do this. And people don't react to positions. What they want to know is what's the interest. I need to relieve stress. I need help around the house. I need this. I need that. People are more willing to be co-opted into helping you satisfy a need than to respond to some position, which mm-hmm. is, I demand you do this. Well, let me talk to you about that because, you know, we spend a lot of times at work, a lot of time during the day at work. I mean, really, we do. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, we don't really think about it. Like, for all the time that I've been inside the organization, never really thought that I had any negotiating power at all, Mm. especially for people that are above me. And, you know, my career was when I started in the mailroom, so everybody was, like, above me. But then, you know, moving along the way, Somehow I got the sense uh, through that career that I really didn't have any negotiating power. I mean, it's kind of like this is my boss. Now, what do you say to folks that are in this position? And we've had several callers in the past couple of weeks talk about this and, and a bunch of emails, actually. How do I get my, you know, I'm frustrated. How do I get my boss's attention? My boss is like really not treating these folks over here very well. We had that call. How do you, how do you start a conversation? Like I'm your boss, right? How do we? How do you approach me? How, how do, do you we get even down have on their that? Level, right? yeah. yeah. You know, you have to figure out what's motivating that person. No, oh, okay. You really have to think about it for a moment. There's a, a statistic that skilled negotiators spend four times more time thinking about the other party's interests than non-skilled negotiators. So if you're a skilled negotiator, you really spend a lot of time trying to get into the other person's head. Once you're there and you find out what that motivation is and what that interest is, then you figure out how you can meet it. And you start the conversation out with, we're here to try and find common ground. We're here to try and find how we can help each other through this. I understand your interest is in productivity. You want to get the most that you possibly can. And our interest is in helping you get to productivity. So let's start there. And then you start working in some of the more difficult topics around how maybe his or her attitudes towards the employees are actually destroying or diminishing productivity instead mm-hmm. of increasing it. Mm. But you have to start with what's motivating that person. What's that? What's at interest for that person? And you need to meet them there. Mm. And that's that's how we would want to be met. If someone just stormed into our office and we didn't know what their interests were and they weren't paying attention to what our interests were, we would just dismiss them. If not physically, emotionally. Absolutely. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Dismissing yes. doesn't, you know, not necessarily mean... Get out of here. No, it's the gl- eyes glazing over. It's the twitching. Yes. It's the looking at your watch every two seconds. There's a lot of ways you can just not pay attention to what someone's saying. You know what I hate? What? The answering the phone thing. Oh. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Have you, you been there? Yes. And you don't take call waiting, do you? Me? You mean, yeah. I don't. I don't either. I can't stand it. I'll I let it go to voicemail. I'd rather call someone back and say, I'm sorry, I was on yeah. the other line than... You mean like yeah. hit the button and say, oh, hold on, I got to call that right. thing? Oh, no, I, I don't that. do that. No, I hate that. I, I have it because I want to know that I've gotten another call so that when we're done, you yes. know, I can go... Exactly. And, yeah, I want to be reminded of that, but I don't do that at yeah, all. exactly. Um, no. Well, okay, so... You, you know, there's so many aspects to this. Now, tell us a little bit more about this. Do you do individual coaching? Like we're kind of having this conversation. Is it more yes. organizational? Both. Both? Okay. Oh, yeah. I have a, a range of services. I will be more than happy to sit down with people on a one-to-one basis and coach them through the negotiation and help them through an, a salary negotiation, figure out where they need to do research, et cetera. I also work with organizations and can sit down with an entire group of board members or something that need to negotiate a partnership or a strategic alliance. And I also do training and I can do public seminars or corporate seminars on negotiation skills. Well, I may have to sign up for this. I really, I'm thinking about this. You know, I really, I mean, maybe, you know, I mean, I have a couple of very specific things that I, that I would say to you, look, here's the way I approach this. Now, what do you think of this? Right. Right. Uh, and then there are some things that I absolutely I don't have a clue on how to even get started doing. Um, So I would love to sit down and and have that conversation with you. 
You know, if you're comfortable, we could have that conversation on the radio with a, if I could get a little advanced preparation to know what was coming. Would from. you come back to do that? I would. I'd be happy to do that. Well, let's take a short break right now. And when we come back, give out the phone number. 425. Sorry, because <laughs> you know, I didn't think you were going to I, break right now. I, I didn't negotiate this with Benny. <laughs> oh, my God. I What's the word when you don't negotiate? You I kind of surprised it. you. <laughs> I surprised you. Benny's saying, oh, this is so fun with her today. Yeah, that's okay. okay. You I'm know what happened? Now. We don't have that plexiglass thing in front of us. That's all right. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like, uh, you know, like our minds are connected. Of course they are. Almost. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we have a surprise for you. And I, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about some of the uh, other questions I have and things that you might help people with. Great. All right. You. Stay with us. You've been listening to Crest Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Papasilli, and producer Benny Mathers. And our, our just amazing guest, uh, Jeanette Nyden. We'll be right back. And that's what negotiation that's is about. Right. Because you know what? I have to tell you, you're sitting there and you're trying to work something out, and it's pretty dark some days. Yes. I like to think of it more as water, and there's all these currents underneath the water, and there's all these obstacles you can't see, and all you know is you're not going the way you thought you were going to go, and you just have to let it pull you there. <gasps> I love that. And you're you're going to be my, my, my um, life jacket, right? No, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, we're here. Uh, you're listening to Crest Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Vasily, and, you know, Jeanette Knighton, who is the leading expert in the field of negotiation. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to open up the phone lines um, for you. And uh, Jeanette would love to gift, uh, you know, uh, uh, one or two callers uh, first. I think we're, we're kind of, you know, down to one or two callers that call in with a particular situation. Um, Jeanette would like to gift you with one hour of coaching. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be great? And um, we had someone that did call in that has a, we have a question for you. Uh, And we need to give out that phone number to call in. Benny. They took my telephone number away. We have it right here. You know, I'm going to, I'm like way wanting to memorize this number. 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. And then, of course, west of the Cascades, 1-888-298-5569. And live, and, and you can do this coaching with Jeanette. If you don't live here, like I know, I, I know folks don't. Um, you could send uh, uh, an email to me at live at com. I have a question from a caller that didn't want to come on the air, but she wanted to know, do you do uh, coaching for couples, individuals going through divorce? I do, but I also do mediation. I'm also a family mediator, and I work out of the Pierce County Center for Dispute Resolution. Okay. I think that they're an amazing an amazing group down there. And I mediate some of the more difficult family matters that come through. So I, besides coaching one party, I could also consider mediating cases, mm-hmm. family cases where people are trying to separate but need somehow to come to an agreement, don't necessarily want to go to court and litigate and have a judge impose his oh. or her decision upon you, but you want to take control of your life and get the decision yourself. But it's going to take some work and some negotiation. And that looks more, instead of coaching, it looks a lot more like mediation, where I would work with both parties together, separately, et cetera. It's a, it's a whole way of doing things. Is that, so the definition really of mediation is to really come up with, uh, you know, that which each party might, might want out of the the, the situation. Yes. And as a mediator, you're a neutral intermediary. So you don't take sides and you don't make uh, judgments or pronouncements, but you help the parties come to a resolution that they can both live with. Not that they're not going to not like. But that they can live with it. And both parties pay you then. <laughs> and both parties pay. Right. Okay. That's like would be very important. It's like, okay, I'll go do the mediation thing, but you pay. <laughs> right. So let's mediate who pays. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Jeanette does not mediate who pays. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Do we have a caller? Yeah, I'm trying to see who it is. I will just ask him on air. Hi, you're live. Who are we talking to? 
Margaret. Hi, Margaret. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Welcome to the show. We'd love to talk with you. Do you would you like to talk to Jeanette? And perhaps uh, Jeanette is gifting um, our callers with an hour uh, free coaching. Wow. Well, I would love to win an hour of free coaching. Well, great. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. Um, well, I've had lots of training in various things, and I need to be coached on, you know, how to use them and how to bring out my natural talents to fit with the degree on paper and that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you have yeah. Do you have any um, issues around negotiation, like with family members or with a, uh, an employer? Anything that you've got any questions about? Mm. Yes. It's mainly. Yeah, I do actually. Great. I have. I yeah. I have an issue about. Um. Negotiating my voice in the family. Mm. So, yeah. are, are you being heard? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. You know, Margaret, um, this is great. I'm going to do two things here. Uh, one, let's have Linda get some information from you so that you can work with Jeanette regarding negotiation in your family. I'm also going to gift you an hour with me so that we can talk about your vision the vision you have for yourself and how to pull that all together, your credentials and otherwise, so that uh, you might come to a place uh, of clarity. How does that sound? Wow, thank you. That, that sounds fabulous. That's great. If you please would stay on the line, uh, Linda will collect some information. Please make sure to get, give her your telephone number as well, and we will just make sure that you connect with both of us. Wow, thank you very much. Have thank a great you, day. Okay. Let's go to line three, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hello. Welcome. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having her on. Isn't that great? It's wonderful. What do you think about this negotiation stuff? Uh, it's it's very eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that I was actually interested in trying to read more about recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have two situations, but and I'm trying to decide right on the spot here um, which one I wish to uh, pursue on the on the air. One is a, a car accident thing, but I think I can work that out. Uh, the other one is uh, my grandfather left a, uh, a trust for my younger sister who's developmentally disabled. And uh, I, I myself have since become disabled, and my mixed uh, oldest sister also is having great difficult financial difficulty. And we just recently found out that um, the trust my younger sister is available for, for to petition for us to get funds and the um, my si- oldest sister is the trustee and she has never made it clear or even offered either of us any um, respite from our problems when uh, in fact it, it, it did state and we didn't know this <laughs> that we could have petitioned for some of the funds so um, so we're having great difficulty communicating with her mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's just it's very difficult because you know we're not sure she's even spending the funds properly. We, 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 oh. <laughs> wow, this is a great area, isn't this interesting, Jeanette? Because I hear this story like a lot. This is, you know, Mary. Just know that you're not alone in this situation, right? Absolutely, and it, family matters when a when adults age and you've got issues around parents and how to care for parents or how to. Divide up estates and things like that are extremely complicated, and they're very difficult. There's a lot of emotions and baggage that comes along with it, and that makes the negotiation particularly difficult because mm-hmm. you've got to get through the baggage that you might not have if you're negotiating in a business. Right. Yes. Well, isn't this perfect, Mary, that uh, you have now been gifted an hour with Jeanette oh, fantastic. to talk about this? And, you know, don't you think sometimes it's hard you know, that, that initial conversation. Thank you so much for your courage coming on and sharing this, Mary. Thank you. Thank it, was you. Hard. it was hard to make the decision, but I, I really didn't have anywhere to turn because I am disabled myself, and it's just really hard to, you know, have mm-hmm. funds to move forward Yeah. And, and how to come to the table with her. She's, 
not she doesn't treat us very well. Mm. But she's got the purse strings, and I think she was hiding it. So mm. she has been down on us, and and but we didn't understand where this attitude comes from. But it could be from her guilt, knowing that we she could be giving us funds and trying to conceal it. Well, I think Jeanette is the perfect person to help you figure out how to come to the table, don't you think? Absolutely, yes. I can definitely talk about how to come to the table and what that conversation should look like. Oh, that is really wonderful. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you please, would you please stay on the line? All right. So that Linda can get some information that I will uh, send over to Jeanette. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Adelissa, I know in family it's it's real difficult to discuss these types of issues, and for f- people you know like Mary to come forward is is even more difficult. I think, um, also for you know thousands of people to listen to it. But when dealing with family issues, I know I have a problem sometimes. Even though I'm very vocal with you know other things, you don't want to either upset, let down those mm-hmm. other family members, even though you want to speak your mind, mm-hmm. and and even if when with negotiation process you know continues, is there any like any encouragement you could maybe um, steer someone like mm-hmm. myself? Like I guess it depends on the issue at hand, but um, as only, long as you're confident, I guess the the real issue that I'd like to address is how much baggage are you bringing into the conversation and Mm -hmm. how much are you reading into it? How much are you assuming that you understand what the other person's motivations are rather than being open and asking and allowing them to respond? I think a lot of people interpret so much from families that they would never do if it was a stranger. If I didn't understand what you said and you and I were negotiating, I'd say, Benny, I don't get that. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about it. As a family member, we assume, oh, Benny means the worst for me. Right. And then they go from there. So I think it's harder to be open to what's going on and not put your own filters on the negotiation process when you are trying to negotiate. How are we going to deal with mom's estate? How are we going to deal with Mm -hmm. mom going into a nursing home, whatever the case may be? And, of course, everyone's going to say, oh, it's what's best for the family. Well, we're all trying to figure that out at the same time, And we I all guess. have different ideas about exactly. what's best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, it's funny we're talking about this because I just had this conversation with someone recently. And it's kind of like <laughs> what they described to me was it's like all of a sudden, you know, you're so close to your family. And all of a sudden, it's like everybody's evil twin shows up at the table, yeah. you know, around this. And I think what you I think what you're sharing is that there are so many emotional aspects of this, including especially if it's around the loss of someone. Well, there's a great book, Deborah Tannen, a linguist and a Ph.D. wrote and she's got a series of books, but she's got one out about how to negotiate with your parents and your siblings. And I can't recall the exact title, but it's something along the lines of I just can't talk to you anymore. And it's about how to talk to parents and siblings in familial relationships. Deborah Tannen, T-A-N-N-E-N. You know, I um I just had a conversation with my brother last week. And um, around a family issue that happened, oh, probably 10 years ago. Mm. And I realized, you know, I do I, te- I do cross busting. I teach people about how to let go, how to get rid of that stuff. And so what happens when you teach this, you learn about a lot of your own. And what I realized that I, for me, I was holding a resentment oh. around something that happened regarding the division of my stepmom's. Uh, uh, passing, you know, mm. what that was. And I have to tell you, it really wasn't a whole lot. I don't, you know, I don't come from a family of wealth and my, you know, people have heard me talk about my stepmom and, you know, she, she worked hard for everything she had. But it wasn't that issue for me. And it really wasn't about the money. Uh, and it took me a long time to figure it out and really to really let go. Um, you know, my stepmom had wanted to divide whatever was there in a handwritten note. Uh, you had to see this thing in the state of Florida. Okay, don't do this. If you're listening in your state of Florida, go to somebody that knows how to do this. But my stepmom had this little piece of paper and she wrote on the piece of paper, blah, 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 blah. I'd like to divide, you know, whatever it is between, you know, the three people, myself, my brother and my sister. And she actually excluded one of our own daughters from the estate. But in the bottom line, we found out that can't happen in the mm. state of Florida. You have to be a blood, um, you know, relation, relation, blood relation. And what happened was, you know, in that moment, 
for me, everyone agreed that they would, you know, do this in honor of my mom. And that actually never happened. And I didn't realize till a while ago what I was holding on that for my brother. And, mm. you know, and you, t- you know, you teach cross busting and you get really clear. You're in the middle of a workshop or something and it's like you can see the face. And in that moment, you get you have an opportunity to release it. And so for me, everybody that, you know, comes into my life around this, uh, where I'm holding a resentment, it becomes really hard, Jeanette, to come to the table without getting past that. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's really hard for me to do that. Absolutely. And yet what I know in this day is I love my brother. Uh, and, you know, that thing that I was plugged into is gone. That doesn't mean it's going to change a single thing. So what I think I'm trying to say is, how do you work with people that are so attached to an outcome? You know what I'm saying? Like if I was attached to, all right, brother. Yeah, I demand show me the money. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, that's where mediation is beautiful because there's an entire process around it, and so much of it is validating where they're at. You don't have to condone Mm -hmm. where they're at. You just need to validate. I understand this is where you're at. I understand this is where you're coming from. I understand this is how you see things. Mm -hmm. I understand this is what's important to you. And when people feel validated, they're more likely to start seeing the other person's perspective. But if you don't feel validated, you're going to keep fighting until you see. Mm -hmm. your perspective Mm -hmm. and until the other person sees your perspective so if you can't see your own perspective you're confused about what it is or the other person refuses to acknowledge it then you you can't move forward and so that's part of what the mediation process allows is for people to get some validation not condone we don't condone it okay do validate it all right why don't you, in our closing, just, uh, you know, let me thank you for joining me today. Thank this you. hour goes so quickly. It's amazing to me. Would you please tell our listening audience how to contact you? Absolutely. Uh, www.soundresolutions.net on the web. If you don't have access to the web, it's 206-240-7678. One more time. 206 240 7678www.soundresolutions.net. Well, thank you so much. Thank and, you. You know, um, we're going to have Jeanette back on the show because we're actually going to do some hands-on. We're going to talk about how that'll work. And you'll know in plenty of time when she's coming back so that you can set yourself up to call in. And we can really have a big, fun day. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat. And producer Benny Mathers. Special guest Jeanette Nyden. We'll see you Monday with the Angel Lady Sue Storm. Happy Friday. All righty then. Views expressed on the preceding program were those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is your alternative talk station, 1150 KKNW Seattle.